it is really totally fine for you to just cut and run. I don't think that as parents, sometimes we feel embarrassed or we're bringing our child into a situation and how are they going to behave and is it going to be too much? It is totally acceptable and understandable that if you've got a little kid, they're still learning how to be a human being, that if it's too much, they don't have to do the bouncy house. They don't have to hang around for the length of the party. It's okay to show up, make an appearance. I think this is what this dad is saying. Show up, eat some pizza, have a little playtime and cut and run. It's really totally fine for you to do that. Welcome to Flusterclux with Lynn Lyons, where we talk about how to manage those tricky emotions that show up in all families. Serious stuff without being too serious. I'm your co-host, Robin, and I'm Lynn's sister-in-law, and I'm here to ask your questions. And I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author, and I've been a therapist for over 30 years. Parenting can be a Flusterclux, and I'm here to help you find your way. And I'll even tell you what to do and what to say. So Lynn, you've suggested an interesting topic today. Yes, I want to talk about birthday parties. Okay, let's do it. I feel like this is birthday party season, but that's probably just because both of my boys were born in the summer. And so this is my birthday party season. Yeah. But I've had some interesting conversations with people about birthday parties. I also feel like we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff on the podcast because it is a podcast about anxiety. So I think this gives us an opportunity to lighten it up. This whole idea was sparked by a conversation I had with a dad about birthday parties that was really, really funny and really insightful, actually. And I also just want to talk about the mistakes that we make with birthday parties. And I also just want to give parents permission not to go over the top because there's a lot of over the topness with birthday parties. It becomes stressful. Yes. I found birthday parties stressful. I'm going to out myself here. So I have one son that's born in June and one that's born in July. And so I procrastinated. And for in my house, it was sort of like, you can have the party around your birthday. It doesn't have to be on your birthday. The older son is born in June. I put off his birthday party for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And he finally said to me, you have to have my birthday party before my brother's birthday party, which is in July. The way it worked out is that I had one birthday party on one day and the other birthday party on the next day because I (laughs) waited so long that I almost blew it. So I had back-to-back birthday parties for a a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. Did that happen multiple years or just that one year? Just that one year, I learned my lesson. The other lesson I learned, and this is something like friends who have kids that are older, I always have found have been so extraordinarily helpful in my parenting. And so one birthday party I had, we went and did a thing, like we went and played miniature golf and had ice cream. And then we came back to the house for presents and cake. And my friend, Christine, who I talk about all the time on the podcast, she was like, oh my God, no, you never come back. The return to the house is a birthday party. Absolute don't. So I learned that. And she was right. You bring them back. All sugared out. Sugared out. The other thing, and I've also had some real sort of birthday party fails that I thought we had a great idea. It was going to be like 105 degrees on one of their birthdays. So we decided that we were going to have a huge water balloon fight in the backyard. And I think that we spent probably three hours blowing up a ton, what we thought were a ton of water balloons. 
And then we had this, we're going to have this water balloon battle and we're going to have teams and it's going to be so much fun. So we spent hours and hours and hours blowing up the balloons and the water balloon fight was over. And I am not exaggerating here. The water balloon fight was over in 32 seconds. (laughs) If anyone recalls our perfectionism issue or our holiday issues, Lynn couldn't care less about (laughs) holiday decorating and entertaining and all of that. I mean, and I, I was raised in a family where that was like a big deal. I actually started out probably as a birthday party mom where I, there was one birthday party in particular that I went really deep down the rabbit hole. But I will say this in my defense from what I've learned from this show, I never let it get stressful. And I, it was joyful penguin party for my four or three-year-old. And it was just like down to the little black olive penguin statues. And it was fun, right? And it was adorable. It was absolutely adorable. I will say this though. I think I have had the self-awareness because as the parties continued and the kids got older, I checked in with myself. What am I up for? And then like, I never created another party from this place of stress and have to and expectation that I had put on myself, which I do in other parts of my life, but at least with the birthday parties, that was like the area where it was always from a place of fun. Well, and I found that with the birthday parties with my boys, we would have sleepovers with a few boys. Like it was never a ton of kids. So maybe they'd have like four kids come and have a sleepover and that was fun. And then the other thing, so I live in New Hampshire, so Canopy Lake State Park and Canopy Lake, which is an amusement park, which Stephen King actually set one of his novels in, a recent one actually. Oh. But it's like an old fashioned amusement park and it's on a lake and it's really, it's got trees. It's just a really fun place to take your kids. And so we would go to Canopy Lake. I would have them pick two or three boys and we would go to Canopy Lake. So that was a fun way to celebrate birthdays. I want to tell you this dad that I talked to, let me just tell you what he said about birthday parties. This is what spawned my whole wanting to do this episode. So he's got two little boys at this point. He's right in the middle of birthday party-ness. <laughs> so when he takes his kids to the birthday party, he says that birthday parties follow a certain cadence. And if you don't follow the cadence, then it's frowned upon. Here's how he says the birthday parties are supposed to go. So you come into the birthday party and there's some sort of waiting activity. There's some activity set up for the little kids to do while everybody arrives. So it might be a little craft or something like that. Then there's some entertainment. So it's the guy with the little animals or the clown or the juggler or whatever. The marquee entertainment event. Following that, it's pizza. You're expected to have pizza. They all want pizza. Following the pizza, then there's dessert, and that is either cupcakes or cake. A theme, I'm guessing there's a theme to all of this. So now, like you've got a bunch of two-year-olds, they've been there for a long time. That's one of his complaints, too. He said, we can really shorten this thing up. He says, then there's a party favor bag. Yes. And he said that that has now become this parent competition that the swag bag is full of stuff. He said, you wouldn't even believe. I said, like, what? I mean, I'm totally, I thought like a swag bag would have like bit of honeys and a straw. (laughs) The last birthday party he went to, there was a customized water bottle. Like everything has the kid's name on it in the swag bag. 
he says it's out of control. Okay, full disclosure. Uh-oh. I'm the queen of serious swag. So like I can do <laughs> all I mean, because I, mean, I plan events and stuff too. So it's like, that's fun. Actually, I learned early on, I would rather buy one thing for like $7 than a bunch of little dollar items from a dollar store. And if you choose well, I remember a parent would look at my swag bag and be like, ooh, that's fancy. It's like, well, it's not really. It's actually less money than a bunch of bit of honeys and, you know, whatever else, <laughs> you know, if you're smart about it. But yeah, I totally agree. Like, so I'm just saying that I was in this world and I crawled out of this world on my own. What got you out? How did you crawl out on your own? Well, I think parents doing the birthday parties, when I plan parties, you know, I always think of it from that place of like, well, what will be fun for everyone? Yeah. Right. And there's that balance of what is a four-year-old's dream, but then like, well, what is a four-year-old's dream within the filter of what the parents can tolerate too? Yeah. Well, this dad says that it needs to be way shortened up. He said that they're usually, it's like about two hours, maybe a little bit less than that. He feels like it should be an hour max. He says you should arrive. You should go straight to the food. Like, why are we waiting to feed them pizza? Because usually the parties are at lunchtime, right? If you've got little kids, they're at 12 or 1 or something. So they should come in. They should eat the pizza. They maybe should get a little cake and then straight to the play and just let them play. It doesn't have to be so structured. And then everybody goes home. Yeah. When we moved to a town, there was like a theme, like what he's describing in a sense, where there were like four or five places that kind of everyone wanted to take their kids for a party because it was like an hour formula. Right, right, right. Get sweaty, eat pizza and cake, parents pick up. And I was like, that's actually what changed me. My firstborn is a girl. So that's also why it's like, you know, you're basically just creating experiential little tea parties that come with <laughs> cakes and they're up for it for the most part. Not all little girls, right? But like, they're like, yes, I will put on my little dress and I will come and I will sit at a little table and I will eat delicious treats. And they're so cute, right? I know. But I just remember the first time I had just had a baby and I was not up for hosting an, a home birthday party. And so I said to my daughter, like, we're going to go to the Y and like get a bouncy house. We walk into this Y that didn't have the best fragrance. We go to the bouncy house and all of a sudden that's her whole little class with girls and boys. I'd never had a co-ed party before. That party for me could have lasted three minutes. Like I was done <laughs> after three minutes and I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Any effort of like trying to make something charming with a five-year-old boy doesn't happen. I did learn, though, that if you just outsource the party to a park or to one of those places, it's just so much easier. And I guess it is a matter of what you enjoy, right? Because if people are really enjoying creating something and they like to have people to their house and they like to entertain, as soon as I could be an outsourcer, I was an outsourcer. Well, if I'd had two boys, I mean, maybe the first birthday party when it was really for the adults for a little boy would be the only time I really focused on it. I mean, of course, social media has made birthday parties a whole other thing too, right? Because now there's Pinterest and you see what other people are doing and you want to show off and it becomes this way of sort of curating this experience that you're posting about. And that's all about what we've talked about in the past, perfectionism. If you have those skills to do, or maybe you're not sure if you have them, but you're going to try, 
you have to do it from a place that isn't so misguided, where there are expectations, you make stress, does it look good enough, right? If the phrase like good enough is like stressing you out, figure out something else. The other thing too, and this is where this dad isn't in this place yet because his kids aren't at the age where there's the drop-off birthday party, because that's a whole different ballgame too. Because I feel like when the parents are coming to the birthday party, then you're really entertaining parents too. So then you have to provide food for the parents or you have to have things that keep the parents occupied. And it's just a whole thing that I think is just too much. He said, and I will quote him, he said, this industry is in need of a good disruption. That's <laughs> yes. what he said. When we come back, I want to talk about that. If you are a mom who's trying to keep your calendar organized, keep your family's appointments where they need to be, then I'll tell you, the Skylight Calendar is a product that you ought to check out. You know how it is. Running a household can be pure chaos and it can be so stressful. This is why you need to check out the Skylight Calendar. It is going to make your life easier, mom. It really is. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar and organizer for all your chores, groceries, to-do lists and a great way to manage appointments to make sure they never overlap and they're never missed. It helps keep busy households on track so families can get time back for moments that really matter. The Skylight Calendar is so easy to use and to set up. It's not going to frustrate you. You're going to be able to get it going within minutes. It syncs events from other family calendars, including Google, Apple, Outlook. You can add events directly using the touch screen or with the free Skylight mobile app. Updates to linked calendars will automatically appear on the Skylight calendar at home. So no more worrying that you guys are going to forget something. No more cluttered paper calendars. It shows all family events together in one spot. The events are color-coded so you can easily see what everyone has going on each week. When the calendar's not in use, you can turn it into a digital picture frame. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love the Skylight calendar, you'll receive a full refund. They offer a 120-day money-back guarantee and free returns. You can't beat it. I think the feature that I love most is the collaborative way we can all add to the grocery list. And then when I'm ready to place an online order, whether I'm at home or my office, I have that list and there's no more items that we forget. So as a special time-limited offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash flusterclucks. Mother's Day is coming right up. So order today to get 15% off your purchase at skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. You know, sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and feel grounded in your personal relationships. 
So getting started is the important part. Talkspace makes it easy and affordable. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home, your car, your office. There's no need to commute to appointments and miss time at work or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. That's right. And it's secure and private. They use the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information, complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. Remember, Talkspace is affordable and it's in-network with most major insurers. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster. To match with your licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster to get $80 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash Fluster. Okay, we're back. I'm sure he has a great idea, but can I tell you what I think should be the disruptor of birthday parties in terms of what we do? This is my parenting pet peeve. When parents send sick children to birthday parties, can we just all agree no more? That happens? Like they'll come and they don't feel good and they've got runny noses or coughs or whatever? So if you can't send your kid to school on Friday because they don't feel well, do not send them to my house for a birthday party on Saturday. That's the rule. That used to kind of be old school. Like if you can't go to school, you don't get to do the plans. Do you think that's different now with COVID? Do you think that now post-COVID people are more conscious of that? I would wish that we could have had masks long before COVID and our kids' (laughs) birthday parties. Maybe that will be the theme of birthday parties now is going to be like, hey, we're having a COVID birthday party. So the swag bag, you can put like a COVID rapid test in the swag bag. (laughs) And fancier masks. Yes, I'm all for it. And kids can decorate their masks and then have a COVID rapid test in their swag bag. The worst example of this is that my daughter's second birthday, because they were still so tiny, it was more of like friends with other babies, you know, came over. And one family showed up and they were like, oh, I don't even remember his name. We'll call the baby Phyllis. Yeah, the baby boy Phyllis. So they were like, yeah, we're here. We all have strep, but don't worry. We all started antibiotics today. And I'm like, that's not how microbiology works. (laughs) So I got strep. My daughter got strep from this, but that strep was a antibiotic resistant strain. And I was sick for two months, like really sick. How many other people got strep at your party, do you think? I have no idea, but we did. I'm sure other people did too. But I just thought like, come on, man. That is terrible. So I think that happens all the time. And my daughter had gone to a birthday party and it was during the winter. And we were all about to get a very heavy snowstorm where we're going to be snowed in. We pick her up from the party and we get home. We know we're going to be snowed in. And then the mom calls and says, oh, by the way, she has lice. We just found out. So she had the birthday party with the lice. And then we're all going home to be stuck in our homes, knowing that we all could have gotten lice. So that was also awesome. You have worse birthday party stories than I do. I just had a water balloon fight that only lasted 33 seconds. 
There was a birthday party actually in my family. My, I think it was my sister's first born, who's now 30. They got food poisoning from the ice cream cake. Oh, which can happen. So people came to the birthday party <laughs> and then there was vomiting. This is a fun episode. We've talked about lice and strep throat <laughs> and food poisoning. Anybody have a diarrhea story? <laughs> I'm sure if I thought about it long enough. Probably with the ice cream cake, I'm <laughs> sure right. that there was right. diarrhea too. My mom was like a big party thrower and entertainer. So I grew up in that household. So throwing a really big party doesn't stress me out the way it might other people. But as a hostess who enjoys throwing parties, what I have learned is that I put the control on a finite number of things that I can do easily in advance. Mm -hmm. Like Martha Stewart, that's the Martha Stewart strategy. And then I just let it go. Because all the things that you don't expect will become the favorite things about the party. And actually, there was this book when I was marrying your brother that was called The Conscious Bride. And this was the best advice. And it's actually very relevant to our podcast content. The thing said, you will plan and plan and plan your wedding or your ceremony and your reception. But when something comes up that you didn't expect you will see that it is the memory and the detail that you embraced most. So I was like, what does that mean? And then, of course, I found out what that meant. And I bring that with all of my party planning and event planning, because the things that you don't expect happen organically, and there's no stress around that. So if you just let go, it's the good stuff. I was at a wedding where the father of the bride punched the father of the groom at the rehearsal dinner. That was unexpected. Yeah, I don't know if that's really like... The conscious bride? I don't think that's what they were talking about. It was unexpected, but I'll tell you, it was memorable. <laughs> that's the thing that stands out in that wedding. When I think about that wedding, that's what stands out. I really have to pay attention to hydrating properly. I work out a lot. I talk all the time, as you know. I am pretty active and I don't drink enough water. So I'm constantly thinking about how it is that I am going to hydrate in the best way possible. And I'll tell you, if my water has a little bit of flavor, it's so much easier for me. And if I can get those electrolytes, if I can get more bang for my buck, it's just so much better. I have been using liquid IV. I put it into a huge glass. I put it into the refrigerator. It's cold. It's very tasty. I've been putting it in my water bottle when I go to the gym. The packaging is so convenient. I actually look forward to drinking it, which is not something that comes naturally to me. I love the lemon-lime flavor. They've got a sugar-free apple that is really great. So I think that if you're somebody like me that has a difficult time getting in the amount of hydration that you need for your body, Liquid IV is a great option. One stick, 16 ounces of water, it hydrates better than water alone. It's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, and it doesn't have all that sugar. It doesn't have artificial sweeteners. Eight vitamins and nutrients just for your everyday wellness it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, 
Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code FLUSTER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code FLUSTER at liquidiv.com. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Okay, so now back to the show. I had a party and it was actually for my birthday. But it was like, let's have a family party. And I've got kids who are five years apart in age to think of like what's kind of going to please adults, little bitty kids and kids and all of that. There was a local balloon artist who would like sometimes sit outside a family restaurant in town. I was like, hey, do you want to <laughs> come and do... <laughs> We're like, hey, do you want to do some balloons for a party? She was like, sure. So then as the party is starting and I have everything all set, I have a big food spread. I have a cake from our favorite bakery and probably got like, I don't know, 50 to 60 people coming, like kids and adults. I get a phone call and she's like, hi, we're on our way. I said, okay. Like I caught the word we're. She's like, I'm with my friend who's a professional clown and he would like to perform at your party. I was like, sure. What Everybody a- loves a clown. Everybody loves a clown. Right. And I now wonder if she panicked actually and was talking to someone else in the clown field. <laughs> Help yeah. me. I'm panicking. At their clown support yeah. meeting. So he shows up with like a little black bowler, giant clown shoes, suspenders and a striped shirt. So he's like dressed like Mork with a bowler hat, but clown shoes. And he's like, do you have any music that's instrumental? And I was still like staring at his shoes, kind of like, where is this going to go? So we're all sitting in our yard. And the first song that comes to my head is Chuck Magoni's Feel So Good. That is so weird. That's the song that I was just in my head. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's the very first song. I swear to God, that's the very first song that popped in my head, Robin. Well, so that's that's why we're related. So I put that on. So he's like playing the song and he's doing this like weird act. The whole party, all of a sudden, the parents were all looking around at each other. We all feel like we're high. Like it just doesn't feel like we're in normal world at all. Maybe this is the industry disruption that uh, the dad was talking about. Edibles. (laughs) 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 So we're all looking around like, where is this going? So he does his little clown show. And then 
I was like, would you all like to have a plate of food? And so the moment of the party is that I had like a spread and I think I had a couple of chicken, rotisserie chickens I had made. And my friend (laughs) said that Krusty the Clown looks at her as she is making a plate and goes, are you going to eat that? Pointing to like the last chicken thigh on the tray. And then she always imitates a giant foot step of a huge clown foot coming and (laughs) lunging at her and then taking all of the chicken off the tray. Oh, my God. He just ate all the food at the party. But you know what? What are you going to do? You just laugh. They probably had edibles. I'm going to pop an edible. I think this was even before edibles, though, or maybe edibles have always been around and I don't know. Yeah, they just smoked a joint in the car on the way over. <laughs> smoked a joint in the car. He did a little act with some silver rings and then they ate all of our food. Yeah, free lunch. That's a good way to get free lunch. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you could approach that situation with a variety of reactions And I just let it roll. All of the adults were like laughing about it as it was happening. It made the party. It was totally an epic party. A lot of people could have seen this and gotten very stressed by what was happening. And they could have ruined the party because a stressed host is not a really fun person to be around. It's surrendering control, right? At some point, you have to just surrender control. You have to surrender control to your stoned clown who showed up uninvited and ate all of your food. That's another Stephen King novel, right? (laughs) The stoned clown. He did have one about a clown. I don't think it was stoned. You know what I saw also, and I wasn't really aware of this trend, and so maybe people who are still giving birthday parties, the Fiverr party, have you heard about that? So you don't bring gifts, you just bring, everybody brings hopefully a nice, crisp, clean $5 bill. So there's no presents, there's no shopping, you just bring a $5 bill, and then the parents collect the $5, and then they go and buy the gift that maybe their child has picked out or something. But that certainly makes it easier, doesn't it? Isn't shopping for the birthday present gifts, isn't that also something that people find taxing? Yes. And I also want to ask this listenership, every single year, I would say no gifts. And every single year, the request was ignored. Well, because nobody wants to be the one. It's like my son, I told you in the last episode we did, my son who showed up at the costume party and he was the only one who got dressed up, right? So you don't know whether or not you're supposed to listen to the instruction or not listen to the instruction. I think people are afraid to be the one that listens and then doesn't show up with a gift. But I think that Fiverr thing is a good idea. Love the Fiverr thing. And let me just say this also, since this is an anxiety podcast. That there are some little kids who birthday parties are just too overwhelming. And so if you are a parent and you're working out, you've got a little worrier, you've got a kid who's really got some sensory issues, they're going to get overwhelmed at birthday parties. They're not going to want to go into the bouncy house. And it is really totally fine for you to just cut and run. I don't think that as parents, sometimes we feel embarrassed or we're bringing our child into a situation and how are they going to behave and is it going to be too much? It is totally acceptable and understandable that if you've got a little kid, they're still learning how to be a human being, that if it's too much, they don't have to do the bouncy house. They don't have to hang around for the length of the party. It's okay to show up, make an appearance. I think this is what this dad is saying. Show up, eat some pizza, have a little playtime and cut and run. It's really totally fine for you to do that. I have a better idea. 
based on everything that we've talked about today. So during the beginning of COVID, there were some boys in my son's class. And this was when like there was a birthday party parade. They drove through and everyone stopped, waved through their circle drive and moved on and honked and wished happy birthday, held up a sign. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. And you hand the person a $5 bill and you keep on driving. You just drive by. So there's the Fiverr party, but we actually are now introducing the drive-by Fiverr. Yes, that is the winning formula. This guy that I am so grateful for all his birthday party insights. Here we go, buddy. The industry disruption that you are looking for is the drive-by Fiverr. If this episode was helpful to you, you can join our Facebook community and we'd love it if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Flusterclux. Bye, Robin. Bye, Lynn. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.